As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Uh, welcome to Preach Camp Preach. Here with another episode, another sermon. Uh, we, this time we're talk, talking about part three of our series, The Point Guards. I'm, I'm joined by Rashad as always, and newcomer, yep. my boy Alfonso Washington. Man, how's it going? What's good? What's good? I'm good, man. Hey, man. So we the, the, now you done came in on our part, our part three. You know, we've been through the shooting guards, had a little debate about who was about different orders and a small four debate really was just like the last, you know, last spot. But uh, the point guard, I think this is where it gets a little tricky and uh, really about, you know, guys preferences and, and who we, who we value more and what we value more. So it's going to be very interesting. So let's go ahead and get it started right away. Uh, point guard for number one, I think on everybody's list, if you make it a point guard list, if he's not number one, you need to start over. And that's magic Johnson, uh, 12 time all-star, Went to the finals nine times, won it five times, three-time MVP, uh, multiple uh, assist champs, steal champ, ten-time all, ten-time all NBA, and of course he won three finals MVP. What can we say about Magic Johnson? You already said it all. Truth be told, honestly, man, I think uh, what really pushed me over um, on Magic is I'm just thinking about that rookie year. Um, when you know when Kareem got hurt, he came in, he stepped up, and he played all five positions. <laughs> Man went one through five and did everything. Um, battling his HIV, still wanting to play. The man hooped like from the get go, from college throughout the pros. I mean, the accolades they speak for themselves. What twelve time All Star, five time NBA champ. Three-time MVP, four-time assist champ, two-time steal champ, like the the man hooped. Yeah, he was a problem. He brought that Showtime Lakers. Like he brought Lakers out of like I want to say they they was never there, but you know when you Will Chamberlain and, and Jerry West they could never win, you know multiple multiple championships, and then here come Kareem and here come Magic together, and boom, five and dominated the eighties throughout the most part, and Magic had a a, a huge role in that. Yeah, a lot of people forget he only played 12 true seasons before he had to go out with the whole HIV thing. So, you know, he could have probably – guys like LeBron and MJ, they played 15, 16 years. So, Magic could easily compile more stats over the next three to five years had he stayed, you know, year 13. Oh, yeah, 14, this was a guy with triple-double alert, 2011-7 for a career. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive, say the least. And, of course, shooting over 50%. I mean, he didn't really shoot that many threes. But, I mean, he at one point was called Tragic Johnson, but – 
he he kind of right that ship and then became more of a scorer. So he did he did evolve his game. He didn't want these guys. He's not one of these guys that just stayed come um, stayed packed. He just always tried to improve. And uh, Magic Magic is iconic uh, in the NBA and in all kinds of sports like that. So and he's in the Hall of Fame twice too for Dream Team and yeah. So that, too. that's a yeah that, that Dream Team was something special. So let's go on to our number two. Um, I have Isaiah Thomas. Alfonso has Isaiah Thomas. And uh, Rashad, you had Big O. So, so t- tell us why you got the number two. Well, the Big O, we know, we know what Russ is doing now with the whole triple-double thing. So, the Big O is the actual leader in triple-doubles, 181 of those. Over his – if you look at his first five, six seasons, he averaged a triple-double for all those seasons. He was an MVP. His rookie scoring average of 30.5 points per game is the third highest of any rookie ever. And then he's a 12-time All-Star. He won a ring with Kareem, led the league in assists six times. And in his era, you know, again, assists was counted differently. 11 times All-NBA. You know, he just feel I just feel like, you know, he's one of those guys that kind of gets overlooked because the game wasn't as exposed as it was in, you know, the, the 90s with Jordan. And he didn't have that rival, kind of like how Magic and Bird had a rival. So I think he kind of gets overlooked because of that. But, I mean, this guy is – 26,000 points for his career, almost 10,000 assists, 7,000 boards, you know. Those numbers basically rival Magic's, and he's a triple threat just like Magic, just a better scorer. So I think he's number two. I mean, he played in an era with guys like Wilt, and this dude was getting just a minute rebounds them kind of guys. So, you know, I think we had to give him a little credit for that, even though the era was different because of the exposure, and he was still one of the top two, three players in his era. I think that's why I – kind of overlooked him on my list because um, the game wasn't really exposed like that. And, you know, not too many people was too heavy into basketball at that time. Um, but like you said, with his numbers, uh, you, you can't really argue that. Um, and I can, I can understand why you would have him at number two. I really actually struggled with that one um, and not having him there. But I would say that if you gave the big O Kareem as long as Magic had him, those two spots are reversed. Oh, definitely, because Kareem was – I mean, big O kind of won his ring because of Kareem. So, definitely, you know, he, he would have had all of Kareem's prime. He would have at least got three or four more rings too probably. Yeah, I can see that as well. But, see, I'm – me. I see, I see why me and Fonzo got Isaiah Thomas. Like, I just think Isaiah Thomas was like – the first like guard that was like a dog, like him, you being six one, six two, and being able to put a team on your back and 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 dominate like he did in the eighties, low or late eighties and early nineties. I think I think that Bad Boys Pistons, of course, it got a lot of light, and they had one of like the best complete teams uh, in the NBA. They Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas just I don't know. It's it's something about Isaiah Thomas that make you like make make you like just you excited to watch him play. I mean, he only he got 19 points a game, nine assists for his career. So he was a scorer and a passer. Uh, and like I said, in, in that late eighties, when you're trying to battle battle a six nine point guard in Magic and try to stop the stacked team of a Boston in the eighties, it it was I mean it was pretty hard for for the Pistons to finally get over that hump and beat Larry Bird, finally get to the finals. But like I said, it's always you you always had that one iconic moment and what Isaiah Thomas did in that game six where he busts his ankle and he out here limping around and still giving the buckets. And if he was able to play game seven, who knows? Magic probably wouldn't have got that ring. 
it probably it probably would Pistons probably would have took that one too. So I like Isaiah Thomas in that one as my number two all time point guard. Just his iconic moment, just I mean, kind of like sway with me the most. Um, but like I said, I, I have no knock for you uh, putting Big O number two at all. Yeah, I mean, I got, yeah, I got Isaiah number three, so it's not like a far drop off from what you guys have. It's just I think Big O's, you know, more he has more points than Magic. He has basically career number, basically the same assist as Isaiah, and he has more rebounds, which is comparable to Magic. And he's a better free throw shooter than Isaiah, so the triple threat combined with just being a little bit more efficient. That's why I got number two over Isaiah, but it's not like a far drop off. We all have Isaiah consensus mm-hmm. top three, so it's not a big drop off. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Isaiah used to give Mike and the Bulls the business. Like they couldn't they couldn't do nothing with him. And for someone to take it to who is everyone for the most part, everybody's goat. And he was the reason why Jordan couldn't get past the first round, past the second round for years upon years upon years upon years. So because of that alone puts him in that top two, top three conversation. Going on to number three, we all have different ones, but Rashad already revealed who who is third one. So I have John Stockton, and Alfonso has Steve Nash. What? <laughs> Steve and <Nash. laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So go, you go ahead and explain why you got Steve Nash so high as your top three point guard of all time. All right. Now I got Nash over, over Stockton because of personal preference. <laughs> I just love Steve Nash. Um, as someone who has played point guard my whole entire life, I like Steve Nash more than I like John Stockton. I'm not saying that John Stockton is not great. I'm not saying that uh, he's not a good point guard. He is definitely a great point guard, one of the greatest point guard. I like him as much as I like Steve Nash, which is why I have <laughs> Steve Nash over him. It don't have nothing to do with the stats, none of that stuff, because I recognize and I realize and I respect it. Me personally, I just like Nash more than Stockton. That's why I got him so low and why I got Nash so high. The reason I got John Stockton over, you know, Rashad's number two in Big O, John Stockton got – all right, so we know we know about how records always being broke, right? right. I, I think John Stockton has the two records that would never, ever be broken in NBA history. I don't think there's no way that nobody's going to catch him in assists and they're not going to catch him in steals. Uh, and for a long stretch in the 90s, like, you know, they, the Utah Jazz was always, always consistent, always at the top. Uh, him with the Carmelo Malone duo, you know, lost two ring, lost two finals against the Chicago Bulls, but, I mean, you can't really knock him for that. But uh, just John Stockton, that, that, assist, that assist record and that steals record and just the fact that, you know, he's just a normal-looking guy that you don't think, can uh can 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 give you problems. John Stockton did. Uh, he wasn't really much of a scorer, but like I said, you you get you give you give him that assist. He get everybody involved, steals, and th- those two were just alone just uh just kind of drove me to put him there because I don't see I don't see somebody even getting close to to these records. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to go Isaiah number three because of all the reasons you guys said. You know, two time champion, five time All NBA assist champion, and Again, I mean, I, I only I only have Stockton one notch below what you haven't killed. I have Stockton at four, and it's basically for the same reasons you said. In his prime, Stockton was about sixteen points, twelve, thirteen assists, and he's a. I know the club is fifty forty ninety, but Stockton is a consistent fifty forty eighty. I mean, 
the guy made the all defensive team a couple of times, as evidenced by his all time career steals. So, I mean, you really can't knock John Stockton for what he didn't do in the playoff because him and Carmelo they were a great tandem, and he has those assists because of Carmelo, who's second in points. So, you know, Stockton had a good game, but um, I can't. I don't think Stockton ever go higher than four for me, just because of guys like Magic, Big Isaiah. They were better scorers, almost equally as efficient, and they just had more of a well-rounded game. Versus Stockton was kind of just a mid-range. You know, he'll get to the line, hit the free throws, and he'll always make the right pass. But he and another thing, people forget this dude was crazy, crazy healthy man. Like he only missed probably. What maybe twenty two, twenty three games out of his whole nineteen year career? Okay. Like, that's crazy. I think, yeah, I think I think his first thirteen season he only missed like four games, and he probably missed like another eighteen, nineteen in that ninety eight year because of like a knee or some something like that. But dude was crazy healthy. Yeah, that's that's very impressive. Like the Jazz made the playoffs eighteen of the nineteen years he was in the league. So I mean, you got to give him a nod just for longevity and staying healthy. All right, well let's move on to our number our number four of all time. Where I have Big O, Rashad revealed he had John Stockton. Alfonso has the first guy on the list, and that's Jason Kidd. So explain to me why you got Jason Kidd as your top four point guard. J Kidd, I got J Kidd there because for the four different teams that he played for, uh, Maverick Suns, Nets, Knicks, numbers were there in every single case. Looking at his points, uh, wow, really only averaged twelve point six a game. Well, you know how his last, his last couple of years he really wasn't a scorer, but probably he didn't have to. He but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got I got Jason Kidd there just because in any place that he was at, he was always consistent. You knew he was going to get the ball to the proper person, whether it's getting the ball to VC or getting the ball to Dirk, getting the ball to whoever. He was going to get there. He was going to score when he had to. And he was just a true leader. When you think about – a point guard, someone running the team, someone who is, what, the coach on the floor at all times. Jay Kidd was running the show from the get-go. Now, y'all having Big O, or you having Big O, Kev, I understand that, and I told y'all why I don't have the Big O up there, just because, for me, the game wasn't that popular and you weren't really exposed to it, but I'm not saying that he shouldn't be there, there in the same spot. Again, this is another personal preference for me. Um, and to be honest, like growing up, I didn't even like Jason Kidd like that. I used to call him Ace and Kidd. He had no day. He couldn't shoot. Couldn't shoot. But when you think about a point guard, that's going to be someone who's going to get the ball to the shooters. You think about those Nets teams going up against uh, the Lakers. Who really expected the Nets, the Nets to make it to the finals? Would they make it like two, three years in a row? Yeah. They made it back twice, yeah. Right, and that's unbelievable. I couldn't believe that was happening at that time. But Jason Kidd was pretty much making it with dudes like Kerry Kittles and Kenyon Martin, who was decent, a decent power forward, but really no name. Hey, Kenyon was lit in that time, though. That was, that was Kenyon before the knee injury. That was that was good Kenyon right there, though. Yeah, he was good. But... Lob it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was that was Lob City before LA. So. <laughs> but yeah, I just respect Jason Kidd's leadership style. I I just respect how he played the game as a point guard. 
he understood what was supposed to happen and he could manipulate and break things down so quickly. Yeah, and for for your reasons about just a kid going four different places and actually making an impact on each one, it's not like it's not like these guys who just played on different teams and they had to go somewhere to, be, to become great. Um, like some like for example, like somebody like Chauncey Billups, for example. Uh, wherever Jason Kidd went, he elevated that team. He kind of put people on the map. Um, like uh, he kind of helped Tyson Chandler's career out in New York and in Dallas. Uh, you know, playing alongside Dirk, that helped Dirk tremendously. Uh, like you said, with Kid Martin, make, making him making him better than probably what he could have been. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Jason Kidd, you, you see that all these really point guards. Like this was a guy who actually became a coach. And I mean, he he wasn't uh, he was solid. He wasn't the greatest coach, but as a coach on the floor, he was tier tier one uh, above above a lot of people. So I I, I can I can respect his kid at number four. I like Jay Kidd, and he is in my top eight. He's a little bit further down for me, but I have to. He did he make everybody better? Yeah. Is he one of the most versatile point guards we ever seen? As far as you know, he could guard. He's a bigger guard. He can guard certain people that a guy like Steph Curry maybe can't guard. But Jason Kidd. Shoots forty percent from the field. That ain't that ain't it. <laughs> that, that ain't it, bro. That that ain't it. This dude only averaged twelve points a game. Like he's a triple. He's a triple threat. You know, he's up there on a triple doubles list. Twelve point six points a game, and you shooting forty percent. And I mean, most point guards usually shoot around eighty percent from the free throw. So he's at seventy eight percent. So I can't really knock him for that. But he came into the league with no jump shot. He learned how to shoot. And he finished pretty high on the three-point list, too. But, man, just that 40% career field goal percentage from a guy who was getting easy layups mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All right, J.K., you got to do better than that, brother. <laughs> 40%? No. <laughs> That's terrible. No, you're right. You're right. But, hey, he, like you said, he well, he did finish. Well, I think when he retired, he was top five three-point made. But, uh, you know, somebody else knocked him out that spot. So we're going to our number, our number five spot, and uh, this is where we have somebody who's playing currently in the NBA. Uh, I have Steph Curry, Rashad has Steph Curry, and Alfonso has Chris Paul. So we got we got we got two guys that's currently playing in the NBA. Uh, Alfonso, since you got Chris Paul, let, let me let me hear your your story about Chris Paul being number five. All right, from a point guard standpoint, I think that CP3 is a better point guard than Stephen Curry. Um, and I think for me, what what kind of takes that away or takes Steph off for me is we're looking – more people are looking at him in his shooting and looking at him as a pure shooter. So you kind of get lost or I kind of get lost in the fact that, yeah, this is the man that's bringing the ball up all the time. But I know, I know that Chris Paul is, number one, not going to be looking to score all the time. When you see Steph bring the ball up the court, most of the time he's looking to go pull that thing. As soon as he cross the half-court line, he is in shooting range. He's going to pull unless he sees somebody open. When Chris Ball gets the inbound pass, he's looking down the court to get it to whoever. And that's every single time. Now he's going to go get his um, from the floor wherever he needs to if he has to, but as an actual point guard, um, someone who is a facilitator on the floor, he's going to get that job done at any cost. And he's going to play defense on you. Now, even though that Steph Curry be breaking that man's ankles on a regular basis, but he, he D's up most most defenders and most uh, point guards on the All right, so, yeah, I got, I got Steph Curry as my fifth. And really, when we look way back, maybe like 10 years from now, when we look back at what 
Steph Curry did with the Warriors. Uh, we're going to, like, realize that that championship team that they had before Kevin Durant arrived, when you really look at it, you'd be like, how did they, you know, how did they win the championship? Injuries. Yeah. One, one injuries, but to me, if you if you think about what, how when, when Draymond's career over, you go like, okay, he really wasn't all that. Trash. And then if Clay if Clay stays with the Warriors and never goes, and we can't reveal whether he can lead a team, which I mean I say he can't, but if you realize like Clay, okay, he really is a, is, is just an All Star version of a three and D wing. How did they win a championship? And yes, injuries played played a big part in that too. But it's like he was the he was the lead guy on the team to win a championship, even though. They gave Final MVP to Iguodala uh, for you know not letting LeBron score fifty points a game, uh, but no, he averaged like thirty. <laughs> but <laughs> Steph Curry, but Steph Curry, he really uh, revolutionized the game. Um, he would go down as a top ten iconic player to ever play the game, and his yes, he's more of a scorer than a than a than a passer from a point guard standpoint. But when it's all said and done, he's going to like obliterate Ray Allen three point. Maybe I think he's like maybe what a hundred or two hundred away from him now. So one more season of that, which Curry averages like over four hundred three pointers made. So he'll break that halfway through the next season, and um, with with the route he's going, he's probably going to be over Ray Allen by one to two thousand. I'm just giving a good range, and we're going to say, man, this this guy. I mean, all he did was shoot threes. Is what we're going to say, but but he he shot he's shooting at a at a at a really good good rate. Uh, what he's at, I think he's at forty three percent, and that's that's amazing. So Steph Curry is my fifth point guard. Yeah, I have Steph Curry fifth too. I mean, just for all the stuff you said, but I think he kind of gets a bad rap because he is so elite mm-hmm. at shooting. People don't look at his passing because Steph is a he, he's an underrated passer. Like he, the way their offense is set up, it's more of a get the hockey assist versus get the actual count number assist. So I think, you know, he won't be as high on the assist list as a guy like Chris Paul or maybe a Steve Nash. But Steph basically took the Steve Nash blueprint of I guess he, he can score better than Steve Nash. He can probably pass just as good, if not better than Steve Nash, better handle. And he's a way better defender than Steve Nash. So he kind of took that blueprint, stretched the game out to be able to shoot from, from the time the dude gets to half court, he's in range. And he's a he's just a, a sneaky defender, man. Like Steph, he gambles sometimes. He's a sneaky defender. Like he let the league in steals before, so he's a sneaky defender. So he'll probably get pretty decent on the steals list. But as far as the assist list, because he has guys like Draymond who can initiate offense. He has Sean Livingston who can initiate offense. He has Iguodala who can initiate some of the offense. You even have Kevin Durant who can initiate some offense at times. So still counting numbers on the assist side. Won't be as high, but just looking at his assist averages of like six point nine and eight point five, seven point seven. So he he hovers around six or seven assists every year. So his assist numbers don't look as eye popping as like a Chris Paul or Stockton, but Steph is a good good passer. All right, well let's go on to our number six point guard. Um, where I have this is where I have Jason Kidd, Rashad has Jason Kidd, and this is where Fonzo uh put Steph Curry. So we pretty much already covered it, but um. It 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 really is um like after after like magic you, you kind of, like you said you see how we kind of we, we kind of pick our point guards based on our preferences and and who we like um I think Jason Kidd right now is is number is number six but he will I think the I think 
like how far we got Chris Paul already above him. He, I think Chris Paul will pass him on my list. And, um, and of course, a guy like Westbrook, I think, can pass him. So, as of right now, kid is my six uh, for the reasons uh, Fonzo mentioned, uh, Fonzo mentioned earlier. But, um, like I said, uh, if, if Jason, if Jason Kidd could have, you know, helped Melo get to the finals on the Knicks, you know, that probably could prop him up a little bit more because uh, like, he got, like I said, he got the Nets to the finals. He helped get the Mavericks to the finals. Now, if he if he was able to get the Knicks there, hey, I'm trying, Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd would be. Probably he probably would still be five right now on my list above Curry until until you know a couple more seasons for whatever. But I, I still got just a kid six. Man, you get to the finals with Melo, you're all time great. <laughs> hey, that's some hey, that's some that's some, that's some real shit right there. But he did get a mix the most success they had in so long because they were you know Melo was barely making the playoffs with them, and then Jason Kidd comes and they have their best with like a fifty something win season with Mike Woodson. They get to the second round, so I mean. And that was mostly because of Jason Kidd's veteran leadership. And Chris Paul, I have him same spot as Kidd. So Chris Paul has the potential to rise. I think on my list, Steph Curry has the potential to rise. Like, I think by the time Steph's career ends, I'll probably have him up to number three or four, probably number three. I think he'll probably pass Isaiah just on he has actual MVPs, first unanimous MVP, and he'll probably get maybe two more rings. And I think Chris Paul will probably pass Jason Kidd at some point, even though Kidd is a – triple threat. Chris Paul is way more efficient. Just just as good a defender, even though he's smaller. So I think Chris Paul can probably get to the top five top I mean six. I mean Chris Paul is built <laughs> for his for his stature of six feet. That's a man. Like you're not running through Chris Paul, you know, I mean unless you you got you have to be a big guy. But you've seen a guy like Chris Paul, how he can defend a guy like Kevin Durant, get up into him and, you know, make stuff difficult. Chris Paul really is a really good defender and uh like I said, I got him. I got him seven on my list, and he will pass. He will pass Jason Kidd. Probably should be passing him now. I probably should have him pass now. But um, if I just, I really wish Chris Paul never got hurt last year against the Warriors because, man, I'm trying to tell you, I 100% believe that they would have won that series uh, and finally could knock off that. I can't get to the finals with Chris Paul and then Harden knock off that. I'm not going to blow it or I'm not going to what, choke, as they say all the time that he does. So I think if, if, if Chris Paul and Jay Hart can somehow get together and they can beat the Warriors, um, then that, that definitely rises Chris Paul up on the board um, after this season. No, he's not injured too much, bro. Like, I have a hard time moving him up. There. Hey, he, hey, so he gets injured. <laughs> like, he gets hurt at the wrong time work. every year. Like, come yes. on, man. It, it, the, the, the shot he got hurt on, like, he – I mean – I guess he he really didn't have to do it <laughs> to to an extent. I mean, I understand he was he was closing the game out, but hey, I mean the the torque he was doing and all that, and just like it happened at the wrong time, and and there was no way there was no way Warriors weren't gonna take advantage of that because they was on ropes last year, and Rockets had him on ropes in that in that final round, like like about to knock him out, and Warriors got let off the hook again. So yeah, Chris Paul, he's he's when he's in the playoffs and he's actually healthy, he's 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 amazing when he's healthy and there, but. Dude, stay injured too much. Regular season and playoffs. I mean, we can give him credit for he got the Hornets to the playoffs. He got the Clippers there, but at the same time, when he got there, he didn't really do much. And this wasn't this was an era where there really weren't major, like the Warriors hadn't got KD yet. So you know, he he had windows where he could have advanced past first second round. I mean, he knocked the Spurs out one year. He got hurt. Went out second <laughs> round. So he, 
and and and, and, and then yeah, so you know, then he, he's had chances where he could have gotten further. Like there were years when people were picking the Clippers to go to the finals, and they were getting bounced second round. So and you know, he has a good good skill set. He's very diverse, offensive and defensive. He controls the game with tempo. Very efficient guy, but just him always being injured and stuff like that. That's that's my biggest knock against him. Great leader though. Well, I can tell you one reason why. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you two little points real quick about Chris Paul, and then we can move on. But uh, so out of all the West teams, you know, it's 15 of them. The Hornets and the Clippers are the only teams that not made the Western Conference Finals since like 2000. So Chris Paul been on the Hornets, he been on the Clippers, and they haven't gotten there. And he played a huge role because once he get hurt, or when you know, the, the Conference Finals against uh, the Lakers, um, he I mean he wasn't. As things change. Other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes, there's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. They, they wasn't going to stop Kobe, so that's a different story. But uh, And another reason why Chris Paul, you know, it's kind of hard to put him up there is, you know, the NBA blocked him. He could have been playing with Kobe Bryant, and he could have had – he could have been the – he, he could have been what he is with the Harden now. But, like, way back when and when he was, I guess, more you – know, quote, unquote, more of his prime, and I, that kind that kind of hurt him a little bit too because that, that changed his legacy a lot. Uh, not being able to play with a superstar right like earlier in his career than he is now, uh, so that kind of, that kind of made him have to be the guy. And I don't, I don't think it's hard for point guards to be like the number one. Um, just just I mean just in my opinion, because you see like we said, kid, how he was helping Dirk and the Nets was a complete team. Low key, with, you know, with having Kerry Kittles and Key Van Horn guys like that and Kia Martin. Uh, the big old needed Kareem. Stockton needed Malone. Now, Isaiah Thomas was a dog, but he had Dumars and he had the the two, you know, Lambeer and uh, Mahorn up, up there in front banging. And, I mean, even Matt Johnson had James Worthy and Kareem. So, I mean, it's, it, it is kind of hard for, like, point guards to, to to be the D man. So, I can understand. But, like, Chris Paul was able to have a have a Kobe like he's supposed to or um, if he can stay healthy with having James Harden. Then you know maybe maybe if he can finally get over that hump, I don't know. So for any of us to move Chris Paul up outside of longevity of him moving up on the assist list and steals list, scoring list, outside of those count number things, what does he need to do to move up higher? You got to win the ring. For me, for, for, yeah, for me it's just to have some, at least just make True. the finals. Not he, even if he don't win the ring, just make the finals. Being James Harden number two. Yeah, and if if I I really think that last year. They win. They they win against the Warriors if you stay healthy. I think they beat Cavaliers. I mean, that just, I would I would favor the, I would favor the Rockets over the Cavaliers in that finals. So that would have been his that would be his best shot because it's not like the Cavaliers was a strong team. Uh, like for like for example, this year if they was to to somehow knock off the Warriors, you about to run into the Raptors, Sixers, Bucks, who you can arguably say they all have better players. You know, than the Rockets, even though Jaden Harden played on the MVP level. You can say Giannis is a better player. You, at least you can debate it. You can debate how great Embiid is. You can debate Kawhi, and I mean even a, even a, a deep team like Boston or something like that. So last last year I think it was the perfect time 
And even if you slay the beast in the Golden State Warriors, that does not guarantee in this year the championship. But like you said, if you can get there, if you slay the Warriors, I it's is 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 a very very chance I can I can rise them up quickly. I can respect that. We going down to our last one of the top eight. Me and Rashad have Westbrook, and this is where uh, Fonzo has uh, John Stockton. Man, stop hey, biting man. my list, first dog. Of all, first of all, <laughs> all right, so Russ, Russ, the triple-double machine that he is, he will pass Big O, um, triple-doubles, um, at some point. But if it's, it's kind of hard for me to, 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 to change Russ's legacy because I feel like when, Kev, when Kevin Durant left and he had that first triple-double season, we were so impressed because he's like he had to do every single thing I think he, his trajectory of, of being a, one of the best point guards ever was very, very high. Like, he was going at, a, at an angle crazy. But now you got Paul George, and he having a career year. You got Steve Adams being one of the best centers in the game. You, they, bring, they bring over another, another uh, secondary ball handler and Dennis Schroeder. And it feels like, it feels like Russ is getting like – I don't know. If, I mean, maybe it's the media or whatever, but it's like now his triple-double is third season in a row he's doing this. It's like being – being like, I don't know, on a back burner because how great Paul George is. Most of the Thunder players in the starting lineup are having career years, and yet he's still doing what he's doing, which is what he he averaging. But for this year, it's twenty three, ten, and eleven. Twenty three, ten, eleven, and we we. I mean, not saying weird, but it's like the norm. The society hold is like we nobody cares about Russ. Is that like he not doing anything? And his games where Paul George put up forty five and hit a game winner. Russ got thirty five with a triple double, and I mean I don't, I don't know maybe maybe that's 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 that 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 player they on your team is taking away attention like you know when Shaq was dominating in the finals it felt like Kobe, like Kobe didn't do anything but he was right there maybe the same thing with uh, LeBron and Wade and Boston like at like we had like Boston Wade didn't do anything you know what I'm saying but maybe maybe just the greatness of Paul George this year we forget about Russ but um. No, it's it's the media really. The media doesn't like. I mean, he does get he does put out some uh say some crazy stuff, <laughs> some crazy stuff to him. But I mean, he's right there when you talk about prom. And I mean, yes, he uses a athleticism for most of it. He's not really a not really a good shooter. But if he can if he can some yeah <laughs> to say the <laughs> if he can if he can somehow you know if because to me it's still his team. Um, whether Paul George is the better player or not, that's somebody else to debate. But if if they have a Equally about a chance, I think. I mean, I know it's going to be hard to beat the Warriors, but when you got Paul George playing at MVP level and you have a Russ who can be a top 10, top 15 player any given night, I mean, it's, 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 kind, of, it's kind of hard for me to, to say that Russ doesn't belong in his list, but he, I mean, his stats are just going to, like, elevate his, his game. And when he's all said and done, he's probably going to, he's probably going to have, like, 23 – Nine and nine, or something like that, for a career because rebound the rebounds are coming up now. So he was rebound like that early in his career, so he's kind of lacking on that. But I think he'll he'll get that up and he'll be right there when it's all said and done. Man, I can't believe you put John Stockton number eight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the the all time assist and steals leader number eight. Personal preference, bro. Personal preference. That's the only. That's really the only reason why I I, I don't have him in the top three. Like, um, just thinking about it. Honestly, uh, when I saw y'all's list, I was like, dang, I, I really got stopped in <laughs> all the way down here at number eight. But um, I have to defend it as, as just my personal preference. And um, with y'all having Russ, I would I would have Russ on there. Um, I just can't take Steve Nash off just because I love Steve Nash, man. This is this come from 
uh, somebody who, when Steve Nash was putting out his little uh, workout tapes and all that stuff, had those. You know, I I bought the Steve Nash tapes <laughs> and all that stuff. I wasn't a Laker fan, but I was excited as hell when when Steve Nash went to the Lakers. I thought they was gonna do something with that team. That was disappointing, but um, yeah, Russ Russ is one who should be in that top eight um, conversation. Can be in that top five conversation. I think he will be in that top five conversation when it's all said and done, just based upon um, his triple-double numbers alone. This man could really uh, end up retiring, averaging a triple-double based upon his athleticism. I think he has that type of game and hunger to want that. He's going to go out there and fight. Like Everybody always talks about how Kobe had that, that – that dog in him and all that fight and that's what Russ has which is why I understand y'all having him on this list and why he should be in that conversation and why I think he will be in that top five possibly top three conversation when it's all said and done for us I can't see Russ getting that high like if we had to forecast this we'll just say five years out when Russ is probably on the downside and Chris Paul's probably about to retire and stuff like that I'll say at the highest, Russ could probably get to be maybe six because I think Magic yeah. will always be number one. Um, I think Isaiah's going to always be a lock in the top three. Based on what Steph Curry's doing, I think he'll always be around the top four or five. Uh, John Stockton, all-time assistant still sleeps. You can't say it enough. I think he'll always be around that top five, top six. And we already mentioned how we think Chris Paul can rise up. So I think Westbrook can – he'll easily overtake Jason Kidd. He basically has the same <laughs> skill set as Jason Kidd. <laughs> <laughs> he's a so he doubled him doubled him in points. <laughs> I mean, it's not much, but he shoots better than Jason Kidd. So I barely Russ can pass kids stuff like that. <laughs> so you know, at, at some point, Jason Kidd may even fall out of this list because I don't want to jump too far ahead on on the, you know on the rundown. But a guy like Ben Simmons could come out of nowhere, and, and I mean, he doesn't shoot well either, but he could probably pass Jason Kidd. But I think Russ, you know, depending on how he finishes up, far as his numbers on the scoring side and triple doubles, he would probably easily pass Big O on the all-time triple doubles list. I don't think that makes him better than Big O, but you know he'll he'll eclipse him in those numbers more than likely. But Russ can easily get to number six, seven, or eight, and hopefully, you know, this year they make a deep playoff run. But the media just kind of has it out for him just because they think he's he's gigging the numbers by you know he's stealing rebounds and stuff like that, and he's. He's throwing grenades at guys for, like, the three to get the assist and stuff like that. And, of course, he doesn't shoot well. And then he has, like, that Kobe mentality of it's, it's either you're either with me or you're against me. And some guys don't really like that anymore. Like, a guy like Jalen Rose and Stephen A., they kind of like that stuff. But a guy like a Colin Cowherd, he thinks Russ is the worst guy <laughs> in the NBA. So, you, you know, it, it, like, it, it depends on who you look at in the media. Some guys say Russ is doing this and he, he's not – he doesn't like the fans and he's – talking down to the little kid who's bumping into him. Like, it's just weird stuff like that. So people kind of have a bad view of Russ. But the dude is crazy athletic, probably top five we've ever seen on the most athletic side. But, I mean, I like him as a player. You know, you, it's rare you get a guy who goes hard every night. That's facts. Now, to our best of the rest of guys that we did consider, um, of course, you know, I, of course I didn't have to Nash in my top eight, but I, I consider him, um, I, I think, uh, like like I said in our shooting guard debate, I think that um, Mike D'Antoni's system predicated around a 
a guy who can pass the ball and a guy who can score. And Nash was the passer. Melo was the scorer. And that's why you see the Rockets and Mike D'Antoni so so great now because he has that in Jed Harden who can do both at an elite level. And so this, that's why I kind of like knock Nash a little bit is because, yes, he won two he won two MVPs, but I think he – I I know he robbed my boy Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Shaq. They both should have got that one. And um, like if you just look at the Steve Nash's MVP year versus any any other first all-NBA team guy, you, you, you kind of question it. But, of course – when you the number one seed in the West or you're the best team, the best player on the best team, I, I can see why that, that's how the kind of award kind of works sometimes. Um, now, if you're going back to these old guys back in the day, I'm trying to tell you, I love Bob Cousy. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. When you see highlights of Bob Cousy, he's like so low, dribbling the basketball around like he, I don't know. I, I kind of use that in my game too. Can you can't nobody rip you. I, I see why he did it. Um, but Bob Cousy. Hey, but he only dribbled hey, with one hand though. Ain't <laughs> dribbling around. Ain't about nobody getting down that low. <laughs> but um, <laughs> man, Bob Bob Cousy was a one hand bandit. Man, he couldn't even dribble to the other <laughs> hand. But, but hey, Bob Cousy, uh, hey, he 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 did a lot though. Eight time assist champ. He got what? He got six rings. So um, and he he kind of left before you know Bill Russell. See, Bill Russell lasted through both I guess both eras of the Celtics before after Cousy uh, after um with, with Cousy and after Cousy. Um, so, but Bob Cousy did his thing. I, I did consider him. Um, Gary Payton, of course, he was a dog defensively. I just don't, I just don't like his game to the extent because I, I want, I want a guard who can. Um, I don't know. It's just I really don't like Gary Payton. Really, that just like just like that, like Vaughn said about his personal preference. I don't like Gary Payton. Like I know he's a great player. I just don't like him, and I, I really don't know why. I, I, maybe maybe because he think he. You know, he called himself the glove, and he, you know, I don't know. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, y'all give me a reason why why I shouldn't, I shouldn't not, not like him. I mean, I had Gary Payton, like, to me, it was a toss-up between him and Russ for that number eight spot, but I went to Russ because of more diverse games. Because, I mean, Gary Payton, him and Mike are, like, the only guards who won defensive player of the year. And, I mean, Gary was a late bloomer for his game, but once he – I think he blossomed when he was like twenty five. So from like twenty five to about thirty three, dude was like twenty points a game, eight nine assists, about five six boards. So he was a late bloomer, but when he finally got it together, he was pretty good. And he did, you know, get a ring later on down the line with uh, dang Miami on 06. But um, as far as like his prime, he was a good player. I mean, if Russ wasn't so, you know, diverse. I would have had Gary at number uh, number eight, but I had uh, Gary number nine, and I put Walt Frazier number uh, number ten. He's a twenty six and six guy, and uh, then I have Steve Nash and Tony Parker. But Steve Nash, I mean, two stolen MVPs. <laughs> the, the guy doesn't play any defense. He don't even he only get one steal a game, like for a career average. I mean, I can't I can't give Steve Nash a, a top ten bump. All right, so let's go into our like um, guys who are playing right now, and do we think that they have a shot at maybe cracking the best of the rest or even cracking the top eight? Um, so I'm just gonna name a couple of guys and we can just talk about them real quick. Uh, so guys that we consider, uh, you know, in today's game, uh, you know, like John Wall and Kyle Lowry, uh, Kimber Walker, Damian Lillard, Kyrie, uh, Ray John Rondo, Ben Simmons, um, even a guy like maybe Mike Conley, who's very underrated. Uh, so do we see, uh, or or can you give a strong case to anybody um, that 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 can 
make make the best of the rest or make the top eight and what uh what do they have to do to get there? I think the only two that really have strong, strong, strong uh possibilities are Kyrie and uh Damian Lillard. Um I'd say Kyrie first because man, Kyrie right now, the way he way he been playing and if he keeps going the way that he is as far as with Nobody being being able to guard him, he really pretty much has the best handle we've ever seen in the game. Um, and if he just if he can get a ring by himself, which I don't think he will, but if in some possible way he does, he will be able to get into that that top eight conversation. Um, he just got to be a little less selfish, <laughs> like. This season, this season alone is kind of making me not really mess with Kyrie like that. But I'm a like him regardless because he's a Duke guy. But he got to shut up, man. Like he he's he's been talking so reckless to where like, dude, you're you're not you're not that super super threat like a Russ is like uh, Giannis is. Yeah, you're you're great, but it's dudes who can go out there and dog you too, my dude. So. Man, if, if I think Kyrie could and Dame, man, and the reason why I say Dame is because I just respect him because I didn't see that coming. I didn't know who the hell Damian Lillard was coming into the league when the uh, Blazers drafted him. I didn't know who that was, and he has just proven me completely wrong throughout his career. I didn't think he was going to be able to do anything. And look, if you look at the Blazers and that organization's track record on drafting top players. Man, they have failed on on so many levels. I mean, it's not their fault they lost dudes to injuries, but this is that one guy who, knock on wood, hasn't had that affect him yet. Um, and I think um, just because of his his scoring and the way that he plays, and again, that's another guy who I like looking at his leadership and how he runs the team on the floor. I think he 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 and Kyrie definitely have a chance to possibly get into that conversation one of these days. Yeah, as far as best of the rest, definitely the same two, Kyrie and Dane. Um, I, I I'll say Dane more so than Kyrie. I mean, I know Kyrie has the ring or whatever, but I can I can argue twenty other guys who they got the same ring because they played with LeBron. So I think people kind of overrate Kyrie because he hit this little shot and he has a good handle, but Stephen Curry and Kimba got equal handle as him, but because he hit the shot with LeBron, he gets a lot of extra credit for that. But I would say Dame the most because when you look at a guy's overall legacy, Dame has been about 20 points or about 20 to 25 points, six assists almost every year. only thing that's going to really knock him is going to be the playoff stuff. But over time, they'll kind of get forgotten about because people are going to think about, oh, he played in the West. He didn't leave to go join anybody. And he played in the same era as KD with the Thunder, and then KD went and joined the Warriors. So he'll he'll kind of get a knock for that. The only he'll get a pass. I'm sorry, but all thing you can really knock Dane for over his career so far is, dude, you was a three seed and you got swept by the daggone Pelicans. That's the only knock against Dane so far. But I think uh, him, Kyrie, they'll definitely make Hall of Fame. Um, that'll be they'll probably be lost for Hall of Fame. But as far as the list, I think Dane can get up there. Kyrie has an outside shot because. Even though he's a good player, he don't make any teams better. Like, guys hate playing with him. 
So unless he goes to New York with KD or somebody, and they they win a couple of chips, he'll probably miss out on the list. Yeah, I'm a I'm a y'all know I I kind of I kind of hate Kyrie. I'm a, I, I'm probably uh, the president of the Kyrie Hitter Club. <laughs> <I'll be laughs> uh, and and I'm probably the president of the uh, I love Damian Lillard Club. So for, for me, Damian Lillard does get a pass in the playoffs. Um, like you, like points you mentioned, and. My thing about, you know, Dame versus Kyrie, when you get into those kind of debates of uh, who the better player is, um, you know, I always try to think of if they – because this, this is not football where you have a, a Julio versus Antonio Brown where they – two different types of receivers. Point guards are point guards, now, and they both are scorers. So, they're they, they the same. So, if we was to, you know, flip, flip them around career-wise, how do we see the Blazers? How do we view – uh, that Cavs team plus now this year Celtics as far as like you know where where are they at because I'm I'm every time I look at this Blazers team or Blazers roster um, outside this year all these before when he's being the three seed four seed I'm seeing him seeing like why because last year they got swept by the Pelicans but in reality they have two players on their team and yet they're a three seed and. Because I'm not impre- I wasn't impressed with uh, Nurkic last year, but now he's coming to his own. But the bench was not good. You had a Nina who can't shoot on the court. You had uh, who was the head? Uh, another another black guy, small forward. Uh, what's his name? Turner. Turner and Mo Harkless. That's who I'm looking for. They, like none of these guys can shoot the basketball, and you have CJ and Dane, two little guards. Who I mean, I mentioned that really guard guard play really doesn't win your championship in the league. Other than like you know more than a big man or more than a a wing does, and it's it's hard. And like I know you want to knock them knock them against the Pelicans last year, but watching that series, you have a uh an All NBA defensive player in in, in Anthony Davis, and you have guys like Rondo, guys like a first team All Defense and Drew Holiday. They was really just double teaming Damian Lillard and Steve McCullum. And after that, what you gonna do? Because they didn't have anybody. But now I I love the Nurkic rise. I love um, the addition of cancer. I love the trade to getting Rodney Hood, and this is the this is the year that I really can say unless it's, unless you're playing the Warriors, I do not expect you to get swept. I expect you to compete in the series, whether that's four two, four three. Um, if you're not if you're not playing against the Warriors and you and you get swept, this is uh, this is Dane's fault, um, in my opinion, because he's the leader of the team and he's the best player on the court for his team. So. This is the year that I'm really gonna uh, kind of like knock him for not making success in the playoffs. Uh, but yeah, him, Kyrie, I believe will be in the best of the rest. Um, I want to put Kimba up there, but I need him to leave Charlotte for him to do that. Um, he cannot stay in. He cannot stay in Charlotte and um, and and rise up on this list or even or even get a chance to crack it. Um, even even with his even if he's do sustain what he's doing right now. I don't think he'll get there just because of lack of playoffs. He 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 won't have that iconic moment. His iconic mo- his only iconic moment right now is when he was at UConn, crossing the guy, step back, knock down. Other than that, I mean, he 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 put on high scoring shot games in the league, but I mean, he doesn't have that iconic moment in the playoffs that we that that we all want to see. Um, but as far as the top eight, I think I think we we kind of I mean not agreeably, but you like for Magic, Big O. Um, Jason Kidd and Russ, even Chris Paul to an extent, we all kind of like those guys who can, who can be well-rounded. And I think that's where Ben Simmons come into play. If, I mean, right now Ben Simmons already averaging sixteen, eight, and nine. 
without shooting the ball. So if he can get his free throw to 70 and actually shoot the basketball and can get the 22 points a game for a career with eight and eight, I mean, Ben Simmons is going to be rising up um, uh, very quickly just, just with stats alone. And with that, with the stats, you're going to have the accolades with the all-stars and possibly all NBA. So I think Ben Simmons might be the only one that can really get the top eight. Um, and because he's six nine, he has a little bit more leeway leeway than other guys on his list because they're all guards. So with Ben Simmons kind of cheating being a six nine like Magic, uh, it's kind it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of kind of bullcrap a little bit that that you know that he is a point guard. But I think he can get the top eight. That's the only only guy I really see. Yeah, for the top eight, Ben has the most potential. Um, and I want to just give him a shout out. Like Rondo, he's he's always gonna be forgotten about because he played on the Celtics team and he wasn't the big star on that team, but. Wherever Rondo goes outside of Dallas, Rondo wins. Like the Celtics won a championship, made two finals. He had a career year with the Kings. He went to the Bulls. If he didn't go down, they would have probably beat the Celtics that year in the playoffs. We saw it. We just mentioned what he did with the Pelicans last year, and you know, of course, this year with the Lakers. You know, it's been a lot of injuries and whatnot. But wherever Rondo goes, he wins. So I, I think he should just get a, a mention as a elite point guard of his era. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Rondo should definitely get that uh, consideration and that admiration. Um, but like you said, people are going to overlook Rondo because of who he played with on that Celtics team. But I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't dismiss the fact that wherever he's going to go, he produces in in any light. And it's disappointing what's been going on this season. Uh, this year with the Lakers, but that that whole thing just ain't working at all for any level. But Rondo should be there, and Ben Simmons, man, all my dude Ben has to do is get a consistent jumper, and it's over with for everybody. Ben Simmons get a consistent jumper and not look scared at the th- uh, free throw line. Hey, he he has the potential to be that next Magic. I don't think he's going to be that, but either way, he, he got to go work with LeBron in the summer. I know that's his mentor. LeBron got to find that man a jump shot somewhere. He need to go learn, he need to go learn with Ray Allen. <laughs> like, he don't, he don't need to learn a jump shot. He, he just change hands. Like, shooting left-handed ain't working. He got to shoot with the right hand. If he shoots right-handed, Ben is – He's a – he's a – like, his form is not bad. Like, it's, it's not like we, we asking, like, Lonzo Ball to change his form or – you see a guy like Michael Kidd Griffith shoot the ball. We we talking about a guy who actually has a nice form, who doesn't take a shot. I mean, I think right. I think he I think he is a zero percent three point uh, percentage, and I think he took like two or three because the shot clock was lining down. It's not like he was doing it on purpose. Uh, he didn't want to get he he not gonna put no turnovers on his desk. <laughs> but uh, like, <laughs> but uh, like you know, what I'm saying it's it's I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's confidence or what because when I went to the Sixers the Heat game. In the warm-ups, he was shooting the three ball. Like, he was shooting it, and he was making it. Like, I, I don't know if that's – I mean, obviously, it's a different feel when you have somebody on you, guarding you. But, like, it's not like he was – he was just shooting the ball. And he does, he, he does that every, every time you warm up. So, I don't know what what's the purpose if you're not going – if you're warming that to shoot a three ball in the game, why are you not – you know, why are you not doing that in the, in the game play, being played? But if Ben Simmons get a jump shot, like you said, man, it's it's a problem. And – he he he's already I mean in my opinion a top twenty twenty five player, and he can't shoot. 
and he really, he, he, I won't say he costed his team, but last year it did. Now with the arrival of Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris, he they they kind of masking that a little bit. So like when the playoffs does come, you don't have to rely on Ben Simmons to do it, like you know to make to make a you know key game shot at the end. But at some point he's going he's going to need it. Like Kobe Bryant came out and said, um, finally some somebody's saying it that he's going to have to learn it. He said he don't need to learn it, but at some point if you want to last in this league, Russ Russ obviously ain't picked it up yet. But outside of him, I mean, even Magic Johnson started shooting three balls, so you gonna have to shoot at some point. Man, y'all want to hear something funny? If we did this list like five or six years ago, you know we would probably be saying Darren Williams' name. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey, man, Darren Williams had the the, the real cliff, man. Of, um, <laughs> I, but I was hey, I was so team Darren Williams over Chris Paul <laughs> in like 2007, Never. 2008, man. I'm trying to tell you. Never. Hey, that's Never. funny. That's funny, man. Darren Williams. My gosh. Yeah, my, my, my guy with the crisp hairline and everything greased down, he he fell off bad. He went to Brooklyn, he went he went down bad. Hey, when you take so hey, when you chase that money, man, that's that's what happened. Yeah. yeah, he chased the money and that's his karma for getting Jerry Sloan fired. All right, well that's all time for the day. This is part three point guard edition. Uh, like I said, hey, we 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 gotta have a good debate about this one. A lot of point guards everywhere. I appreciate y'all for joining me uh today and uh we out. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.